0: I never thought I would be doing this one. Welcome to another episode of This Goose Is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book Shane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, retold by Stephanie Clarkson, art by Annabelle Tempest, published by Babylit. Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice is a classic novel. It was first published in 1813 and is one of the most popular novels in English literature, with over 20 million copies sold. There have even been movies made based off this story, most recently in 2005, starring Keira Knightley. This edition follows a family of five daughters. They are socialites, and the parents want to set up their daughters with wealthy men. The main character Elizabeth doesn't hit it off with her man, named Mr. Darcy, so she goes her separate way, only to continue to have trouble with other men. She runs back into Mr. Darcy, and they begin a rocky courtship. Will this be a match made in heaven, or will Elizabeth die alone? Well, grab your best outfit for a spot of tea, and let's see if we can spot the pride and the prejudice. The novel opens explaining the characters, starting with Mr. and Mrs. Bennett of Longbourn. Of Longbourn? Where the hell is that? And why do I care? We don't have that shit in America, so I would assume it's over the pond. Over here, we're just patriots of the U.S. of fucking A. And we may not look it right now with the whole Afghanistan debacle, but we can still kick some ass. Mr. and Mrs. Bennett Had five daughters. Miserable. Hate to be in that household around a certain time of the month. And the story goes on to name each daughter. They are Jane, Elizabeth, Mary, Kitty, and Lydia. Also, the author doesn't give you a time period here. I'm left guessing from the pictures that it's circa 1700 or maybe 1800s. Somewhere around colonial times right around the start of the downfall of the British Empire. You know, with the whole ass-kicking the Americans gave them. So apparently Mrs. Bennet wanted desperately for her girls to be married. And what do you know, two rich dudes showed up on horses, named Mr. Bingley and Mr. Darcy. Mrs. Bennet played matchmaker and set them up with Jane and Elizabeth. There was a party in town one night, and Mr. Bingley and Jane burned that house down. The sparks were flying, and they were cutting a rug all night. While Mr. Darcy just sat there like a bump on a log. He eventually started to warm up to Elizabeth, but he never made a move. You miss every shot you don't take. Then the story jumps ahead, and out of nowhere, a balding guy, with the worst comb-over I've ever seen, who does he think he's fooling? Asks Elizabeth to marry him. But she refuses. I don't blame her. Her pride showed up at the right time. He should have kept his hat on. So the bald moves on to her friend and marries her. That guy was just throwing out as many lines as he could. If it feels like I'm jumping all over the place, it's because the story is. I'm essentially giving a summary of another piss poor summary. So Elizabeth and her sisters continue to go out partying and she gets to talking with a member of the failing British military named Mr. Wickham. Well, Mr. Wickham starts talking shit to Elizabeth about Mr. Darcy. There is some prejudice there. Side note, there are so many names and people, it's impossible to keep track of. Just remember Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. They're all that matters to the story. So Elizabeth is left with a bad taste in her mouth about Mr. Darcy. So Elizabeth goes gallivanting around visiting other socialites, but she keeps running in to Mr. Darcy, and he finally makes his move by telling her he didn't want to fall in love with her because her family wasn't prestigious enough, or well-mannered. He even told his buddy Mr. Bingley not to marry Jane. That's an odd way of hitting on someone, telling them they're poor hillbillies. Now that's some prejudice. So Elizabeth tells Mr. Darcy about that guy talking shit about him, and then says, quote, I had not known you a month before I felt that you were the last man in the world whom I could be prevailed upon to marry. I have no clue what she just said, but that sounds harsh. And she shows her pride yet again. So, this is the part of the story where a bunch of letters get sent back and forth. So much drama. And one of Elizabeth's sisters runs off with the failing soldier, Mr. Wickham. Is it just me or are all these girls getting Elizabeth's sloppy seconds? But Mr. Darcy saves the day and has Mr. Wickham marry the sister as to not soil their family names. And Mr. Darcy pays for the wedding. It's during all this that Elizabeth figures out that Mr. Wickham is a lying rap bastard and Mr. Darcy is nice. But the question I have is how does this make Mr. Darcy a good guy for paying for a wedding when he knew the guy the sister was marrying was a huge douche? Well, Elizabeth falls in love with him and thanks him. Mr. Darcy says, quote, Your family owes me nothing. Much as I respect them, I thought only of you. Going to need an interpreter for this, but I thought I heard respect and family. He's a liar, too. He just said two pages ago he had no respect for her family. Riddle me that one. And the story comes to an end with Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth getting married, along with Mr. Bingley and Jane. So it comes full circle with a happy ending. That's nice. For as convoluted as this story was, there were a couple of morals to be had. Like, don't prejudge someone. Hence, prejudice. And, Have pride, and don't settle for just anyone. I will say, well done by Jane with the title. It sounds so dramatic, for a bunch of chicks holed up in a house waiting to be married. As for Stephanie's writing, I'll give her a little leeway, because I assume she was trying to use some of the verbiage that Jane used. And this was a long novel that she was trying to condense. But that being said, some of it didn't make any sense. It jumped around way too much. And she never gave us the where or when. She just gave the who and parts of the why. This was a clever idea, but she needs to go back to the workshop and smooth out the storyline. As for the illustrations, Annabelle showed the emotions well, but none of it was distinctive or showed great talent. Honestly, I should have just watched the movie. So, on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this a 1.5. I'm turning my nose up at it and having none of it, and maybe pushing it around a little. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.